to the streets the first yeah. live episode this yeah. is a special one this isn't this isn't having a number there's no number on this one it's just okay. there's no episode number it's a special yeah. one you get what i'm saying yeah. got, got, yes. obviously introduce yourself man let, let let you let the listeners know who you are man yeah man so bridge exclamation mark for the air if you don't know artist producer writer engineer Blah 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 blah. We do we do <laughs> anything music. A lot, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Obviously, you worked with a lot of people, man. But um, we're gonna touch on that later. Mm. But one of the things I like to do on the podcast is just take it back, right, back to the very very start. And like, obviously, you grew up in London, right? Yeah, grew up in London. Um, born and raised in southeast South London. Um, mm. but yeah, obviously of of Jamaican heritage, so. Yeah, my <laughs> in a mix of the two. I feel like I've I've grown up in Jamaica whilst living in London, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred. That's what I mean. Like that's what I think. A lot of people from like a Caribbean background can can relate to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. me personally, I can relate to that as well. Obviously, but what was it like growing up? Obviously, a kid with the Caribbean background going into you know what, school like, that has gone. It was live, man. Like growing up was good, man. I had a, I had a, I can't, I had an enjoyable childhood. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Like my parents done their best to to make sure that me and my little brother were comfortable as best as possible. So, like obviously, a lot of the potential like struggles that could have been there were, I guess, we were shielded from a little bit, or it was minimized. Obviously, we were still there was still struggle. Like when you grow up, you realize, oh, yeah, there was yeah. a struggle. You get what I'm saying? But it was like. Childhood was good, man. School was calm, like, you know what I mean? Growing up as a Caribbean, it was no, it was normal because I went to a mixed school. So my school was full up of African duns, Indian duns, Turkish duns, West Indian duns. It was a mixture of every culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's probably a good thing because you, you learn about other people's cultures and, and, and all of that as well. And yeah, I think yeah. I'm the same. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I grew up I grew up a bit like the same, like same as you, man. And obviously you just get, you get people's culture. You, you kind of understand that you understand the other side of people where yeah. they're not into culture. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah, hear all yeah. of that side of stuff as well, man. But um, you go, know I'm saying so, but like, how did you get the name bridge? That was another thing that, that kind of I've always, yeah. cause I've known you for, for, for time. Do you know what I mean? But I've never yeah, really yeah, yeah. asked that question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that question has been coming up a lot lately for some reason, but yeah. <laughs> so um, Bridge basically um, in my younger years of producing when I was just starting I was a novice um, I went by a different alias we ain't gonna get into that but I was doing like I was a grime MC back in the day like I, grime was like oh, really? when grime yeah. first started peaking yeah when grime start, first started peaking in the UK that was part of my childhood you understand so grime is a massive part of my childhood as well you get me so obviously being a grime MC and producing grime was like one of the first things that appealed to me when I started doing music, you get me? So 
as I progressed and I developed and I got better, you know what I mean? And I realised, oh, right, like, I'm kind of good at this. And my people around me were telling me, like, yeah, yeah, you're good at this stuff. You're good at like, making music, bro. Mm-hmm. Then um, one, me and one of my good brothers, like, he's, he's basically like family to me. I call him a cousin. And he was the one that gave me my first copy of Fruity Loops. That's RJ London, producer. And um, we always used to just like have healthy competition between each other, like making beats, like who can make the best five beats before the weekend and uh, send them this beat for you and you're going to send me this or let's sample this. So it was just like healthy competition, like training without realising. Yeah. And um, one of the things that always used to like stick out with my production was my middle eights or either called a bridge section of music because I was really like keen on listening to established music that was out there produced by people who I aspired to or who I was enjoying their music even mm-hmm. artists and just listening to how like how is their music structured what is it that makes the music fit you know what I mean okay this is the verse this is mm-hmm. the chorus oh they got a switch in there that's a middle eight and something about making middle eights and bridge sections is kind of like stuck with me and I always used to just make sure that mm-hmm. my bridge sections were the maddest like, you know what I mean <laughs> So that kind of was one reason why I had the name. And then um, as I continued to develop and I started getting more like business savvy and getting into the music industry and bringing people together and stuff, it was just kind of like a name to represent that basically, me bringing people together, bringing projects together, putting people in the room, like basically taking things from concept to like completion. That was like what I was known yeah, for. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's got like that kind of double meaning. Yeah, that's. Do you know what? I I don't think I've ever asked that question. I've never. I thought I knew the knew the answer, but yeah, yeah that's a that's a mad mad concept, man. I like that. Yeah. But um, you you spoke about fruit loops, man, and then I'm assuming that was your your first. Was that your first introduction to like just making beats, making production? Nah, not even. Not there, even. In fact, there's a difference. Is there is there, is there a difference between making a beat and being a is a beat maker and a producer? Right, they're two different things. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like all right. I mean, like, if you want to go into that, like, I can try and make it simple, yeah? Like, when you're making beats, you're you're making a beat, yeah? And you're making that beat with the intention that somebody's going to take it and do their thing, yeah? When you're producing, yeah, you are the person taking a concept right through from that concept stage to a finished, mastered, released song and you've got an input from the beginning to the end and during that process you're directing and molding and shaping what the finished product's going to be that's the role of a producer you know i mean similar to to the principle of a producer of a show a producer of a show is not somebody who writes a script and then pitches it and leaves it the producer of the show is the person who sees it all the way through all the way through and would be involved Mm -hmm. in the script writing and all the other elements as well to have a finished product so yeah, man, that's the difference thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that, but yeah. So when you when, when how did you get into music then? So obviously you done done the fruit loops thing for a little yeah. bit with your, yeah. your brethren, done that side of stuff. But then when yeah. when did you kind of realize that like music? That's what I want to do. This is what I'm doing, and mm. like carve out that lane for yourself. When did that suddenly start happening? What what age was that? You know what? It's hard. To, it's hard to narrow down what age it was because I feel like it just happened. Do you know what I mean? It's like I started like my first introduction to music, yeah, which is mad. Was um back in the day on like certain packets of like Frosties or shredded wheat or whatever. 
They used to be the, <laughs> they used to be the software called EJ DJ. Yeah. And what EJ DJ was here yeah, was literally just like, you remember that, yeah? It was just like a loop software. So like you could get these these packs off of the serial, load it into the software, and you get more loops. So that was like the first time I realized that, oh, okay, so if I put this with this, then I can make that sound. And if I put that with that, that makes that beat. Obviously, everything's pre-made, but it just kind of gave me the concept of, oh, you can actually do this on the computer. That was when I was young. And then um I like people man them on the ends and stuff were making music. And obviously I was like interested. How are you not making music? How are you not recording or making these beats? And then fruit use was the talk. Like them mm-hmm. times I didn't know what it was. And then I remember one day in school in music class, they installed Fruity Loops on, on two of the computers. Bro, as soon as they done that, yeah, and I found out that it was, it was <laughs> over. So then I come home and like, I call, play it later, bang, my cousin. And I said, yo, like, I need a copy of Fruity Loops. You got that? Like, yeah, bust me on my first copy of Fruity Loops. Old home computer, like IBM thing that I'm supposed to be doing homework on. <laughs> Load that in there. Boom, that's it, bro. It was over. Over. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was making beats every day, cuz. Yeah, that's that's mad, man. Yeah, man. No, that's mad. That is mad. And then, because I remember, I think before I even met you, yeah, I think I remember coming across a, a rhythm called Still Waters, which was yeah. Wiley and Mango. But I didn't know yeah. it was you. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that you yeah. produced it. Man, and, um, man. It was only till after. Was, would, you say that's, would you say that's probably your first like introduction into the industry side of things rather than just kind of being yeah do you get what i'm saying like was that the the first time you saw a bit of money off of of, of music and stuff like that yeah bro yeah 100 percent. like first and foremost i have to big up wiley the godfather because wiley was the first artist like these times i'm in my bedroom you know just making beats and i'm thinking okay i'm at a stage now where i want to start getting these beats to people and I can't remember even how me and Wiley connected. I think it was over Twitter. We was talking about something randomly and then boom, we just connected. You know what I mean? And so this is like going back like over 10 years. You know what I mean? Like probably about 15 years ago. And um, yeah, man, so like I showed them 15. some rhythms. Yeah, yeah, about 15. And I showed them some rhythms and um, like, okay, like it was warming. And then I started getting into a different bag with my production. I started like taking myself to a more okay, like I can do my own thing. Let me try and create my own style of production, you get what I mean? And give him something different. And that mm. was the Still Waters rhythm. And um, I sent it to him and he loved it. You know what I mean? He just loved it. Tutus, boom. I mean, he's recorded on it. Tutus, mangoes on it. Then boom, it's supposed to go on a joint album. Um, the album obviously didn't end up coming out for whatever reasons behind the scenes, but yeah, man, that was my first official, like, oh, I'm producing for somebody that's art there, an artist, man, them that I was listening to in school, mm. fam. That's what's mad about it, you get me? And um, that yeah, was my yeah. first time I actually made money from music as well. Like, Wiley made sure that I got paid from the label. It cut me a little check for my rhythm, and it was just like, right, like, okay. That was like, okay, like, I can be a producer. That was official mm. then, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy, because a lot of people, when they talk about Wiley, that's, the kind of stories that you hear about him, that he makes sure people get patterned up properly and they're dealt with properly as well. And yeah. I think obviously a lot of the, a lot of the time now, you know, people like to have their their, their discussions on Twitter about Wiley and this and that, and rare, rare, rare. Yeah. But he's a he's probably one of the most genuine people in the industry, man. 
Bro, like when you when you when you're in a game like this, if you're in the game, you know, you get me? Like you would know the type of person Wiley is if you're in the game. You feel me? If you're not in the game, you you're only gonna be talking based on speculation. But if you're in the game, mm-hmm. you would know who's who and who's on what and who's not on what. And it's obvious what Wiley's mm-hmm. on. You get what I'm saying? So and I've said yeah, on that, true, you get man. me. Yeah. <laughs> but um no, I wanted to talk about because obviously you mentioned at the start. You do obviously the, the the writing, the recording, the mixing, the mastering, your engineer, you do all of that. Mm. What part of the process do you think you enjoy the most out of that? Is it all of it or is there a bit where you kind of, you get to and you think, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this bit now. I want to, I want to jump on that bit or, because you know I see man. you all the time on, I see you all the time on like yeah. videos, Instagram, and I can just yeah. see you in the pockets. Do you know what I mean? When you when you're just yeah, you're yeah. there, and I can see you, and I think, yeah, he's in the he's in the zone when he's writing. Yeah, so I, for me, I think your writing process might be the favorite. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that still, and it's mad that you clock it because if this was like maybe a couple years ago, three four years ago, I would have said the production. Even though I've always been writing, I've always been engineering and stuff. I would say like the production side, but. As I've like obviously made my transition into also being an artist publicly, um, like I've made like a change as well in myself, and it's like I love writing, bro. You know what I mean? Even if it's not to my own production, and I'm mm-hmm. doing work for whoever label, writing camp, whatever. Like I love writing. You understand? And like I realize like I've got a talent for writing all genres of music. You know what I'm saying? And I've put myself in situations where I might have to write a song for, I don't know, a Western film. I might have to write a song for, you know what I mean? Something completely left from what I would personally do on my own terms. You know what I mean? And I think like, that's what's made yeah, yeah, me yeah. love it even more. The challenge of, okay, can you write a song for that? Or can you write a song for this person? Uh, I was in a session not long ago. Can you write a song for the weekend? Like, do you know what I mean? I love that challenge. I love to test and be tested. You feel me? Is that something you think you'll, because obviously music's got no time on it. Do you know what I mean? You could be yeah, yeah. 75 and still have the same passion that you've got for music now. But do you, do you think eventually when you've done the artist side of things, public artist side of things, you know, the face of bridge, do you think you'll go into that kind of songwriting like world a bit more? You think you'll dive into that? Bro, I think like my, my whole thing is I'll be doing it simultaneously like I always have done. So if I'm like, as an artist, I'm releasing music, just like the greats who I aspire to, the Pharrells, the Timbos, the Babyfaces, the Quincy Johns, whatever, they would have songs that they're putting out of their own, but yet they've got songs with five other people about to come out and then they've produced this song for that guy and then they wrote that song over there for that guy and it's like, when you check the credits, it's like, oh, what, Quincy done that as well? Oh, Pharrell done that too. And it's a completely different song from what you're used to hearing from them, but they were involved in that song, so... That for me is like the level that I aspire to is like, okay, cool. People know me as an artist. They know me as a producer. They know me as a writer. You can get all of that from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's sick, man. I like that, man. I like that. I like that a lot, man. But um, I wanted to talk about EK because yeah. he's someone that I feel is definitely, because I like his rhythms, man. And I yeah, want to know how yeah, you two yeah. connected. What was that connection? Yeah, man, EK, that's a family link still. That's a family link, um, you know what I mean? So it's just a case of timing, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I've made my transition and 
I've got obviously a little circle of producers around me, my peoples who I can trust to give me something and they can trust me to do the right thing with it. You know what I mean? Because obviously everyone knows this game is a treacherous game. You know what I mean? So it's nice to have my close people around that I can say, yo fam, give me two, two rhythms. Like I want to, you know, that just send me something. You know what I mean? And obviously he's a producer, an up and coming producer. And for me, it's like, well, if I'm going to be doing my thing, there ain't no real reason for me to not take a beat from EK or take a beat from playing it bang or take a beat from, you know what I mean? One of my guys and also vocally as well as produce stuff for myself too. Why not? Like, you know what I mean? And that's what I was saying to you about the challenge of, yeah, okay, it might not be my rhythm. I might have not produced it for myself, but I can take that rhythm and still make a song. You know what I mean? So EK is a bad boy producer, man. Like, you know, like... Uh, there's information I want to give about EK, but I've got to wait until EK is ready to come out and show that for himself, like what he's really about. You know what I mean? There's EK's got mad techers, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just glad that through me transitioning into an artist, I'm able to facilitate what he can do as well. And he can also get some spotlight in his talent as well, because songs that put it, put it on freestyle, bro, that like, is timeless. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be banging forever. You feel me? Mm. No, no, it's true, man. And I think I remember, I remember when I first heard um, the freestyle, man. And I was just like, "Bro, oh, who's this?" Do you know what I mean? Because it's just it's different, man. And it's the, the levels have been raised, man. When you hear production like that, levels yeah. have been raised, man. Completely, definitely, definitely. I love it, man. I love it. But, um, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, man, hundred percent, man. But um, like, talk to me about D One Management as well, because that's that's your yeah. management team. Yeah. How did that come yeah, about? So, How did that whole thing come about? And and talk talk me through it, man. Yeah, man. So once again, that's family ties as well. Um, and like I said, I think that the theme of, of this conversation is gonna be timing, bro. Everything's timing. And like I've always been a person to manage myself, I've always managed myself, I've always clued myself up on what I need to know. If I'm gonna be a producer, cool, what's the business side? If I'm gonna be an artist, what's that? I'm I'm very studious like that. So especially because it's something I'm passionate about. I want to know the business. I've got people around me. I've got people in my phone book and so on and so forth in my network who are doing this on a big level. And obviously it's a business for them. So I'm looking at that and thinking, okay, if I've got that as an example, then I need to get myself clued up. You know what I mean? So that's something that I started doing a long time ago. I've always been like, oh, what's, what's publishing? What's this? What's mechanicals? What's syncs? What's always cluing myself up? So that's been me for like the past however many years. And then D1 is basically my little brother's company, um, his own um, creative management company, um, project management company. He's a project manager by trade um, for a big, a big entity. And um, he's obviously a creative as well. Like he, we've grown up, you know what I mean? There's a seven, seven year difference between us, but obviously it's a creative household, you know what I mean? So, He's obviously had his own vision of what he wants to do creatively and timing just aligned, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yo, bro, listen, I'm about to make this transition. You know, obviously, as my little brother, what I'm on and I know what you're on. And I would rather have you as my manager than me going to find somebody external who I don't know, have to try and build trust in, don't know what their intention, all of these things, bro, that it's like, and even just having conversations about stuff, it's like, I much prefer it this way. So, yeah, man, that just came about off of a, a conversation um, a couple of years ago. And we said, all right, cool, it's that time. Let's do this. And then we started. We kicked it off in 2019. 
You know what? That that's a good segue, man, into what I'm gonna ask you now. Cause yeah. I feel like at that point, so in 2019, I feel like that's the point where you just hit the green button and just said, No, I'm not holding back anything. Yeah. Cause I know you, because you you you're the guy that just makes rhythms and 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 productions and all of that. Yeah. And you kind of sit on it. You used to sit yeah. on quite a lot of stuff, man, yeah. if we're honest. Yeah. 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 But I feel like that's changed a bit now. I feel like you just hit the green button. And you just said, no, I'm not waiting. I'm just yeah. going to go and do my thing and I'm going to go clear. But um, yeah, man. Do you, feel like you had, do you feel like you had to do that? Do you feel like you had to kind of just let yourself breathe a little bit and uh, do you know what I mean? Do your thing and then come back 2019 and hit the green button? Yeah, yeah, because I had to. I had to go to the mountains, innit? Like, like gets us, innit? Like, you have to go to the mountains. You have to really, <laughs> like, find yourself yeah. and make sure that you know yourself because, like, for me, yeah, because I, I have an understanding of what music's about and that like, the deeper side to music, like spiritually and that as well. Like, I don't take music for joke, it. Like, I, I really do this. I really love making it. I really enjoy it. I'm really passionate about it. So it's like, okay, cool. Before I make this transition, let me just take some time out, really work out what it is I want to do. I tried, I tested some things as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um... Just, just to find, get my bearings and just be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling where I am right now. I think it's time now. You know what I'm saying? And then when I felt that at the back end of 2019, that's when we dropped the first rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got the list here, man. Like, you literally from July, July 2019. Yeah. You haven't stopped, man. You nah, literally nah, haven't nah. stopped. At all, like yeah. no stalling, wine and go yeah. down, big yeah. spending circle, yeah. step yeah. out, full moon, yeah. Yeah. put it out freestyle, never hopeless. Yeah. The, the list yeah. goes on, man. Dash out volume one's the latest, but listen, yeah. anyone that's listening to this, just go on Spotify. It's all on there. I think you got it on Bandcamp or you had some stuff on Bandcamp as well. Is yeah, there's a couple of things on there just for like, like people that are really serious about what I do and they want to like invest in me a little bit, then I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. That's there, but me like right now it's just about this whole this whole run that we've been doing from 2019 is just to really establish myself as an artist just so that people know okay you get me they get it because obviously everyone's just used to me doing the production right and that's all i've ever shown on the social medias and stuff so just want to break people in before i start really going ham so it's like even though it seems like oh we've been going ham and we've been releasing this to me is just a warm-up you know what i mean to what's to come Yeah, that's that's crazy. If this is a warm up, then boy, I don't know. But we're looking forward, we're looking forward to that, man. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was going to ask you as well because um, like you've kind of touched on it a little bit just then. But do you feel like now that you've found your sound that you want in music? Because like you said before, you you kind of experimented a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like you found the sound that you kind of you're happy with now in that direction yeah, that you're going in? Yeah, man, especially even more so now, because like I even feel like even coming out in 2019 and, and going forward from there, obviously development has happened during that period as well. And the sounds improved and the ideas have improved and the mind's expanded, you know what I mean? So there's a bag that I'm in right now that's for the next phase that we're going to start rolling out soon. And um, I'm really happy with where I am with my music right yeah. now, like extremely, extremely happy. Yeah, and and even visually as well, because I know you've done a, a couple of the visuals for some of the the songs that are out as well. They're all on YouTube, yeah. but yeah. um, 
yeah, like that that's a that's that must be a fun part, man, doing it, the visuals for some of them. As yeah, well as the, the creative side musically, visually is yeah. just as important. Yeah, man. And it's and it's been nice to have input in the whole process as well. Obviously being independent, and it? it's like I get to creatively have input. So like um me and my director, Ro B Ro, um, we just be it's just the two of us, you know what I'm saying, and our camera. And um we execute our visuals. Like we sit down wait for the idea to come to us after having a song on loop very long or sometimes I come in studio and I'm working on a new song and he'll be there and he'll be like we need to shoot this like that and then boom like same time next week we're filming it you know what I mean so it's like a lot of this has just been off yeah. of the energy and the vibes and going with that motion and that flow and it's it's been working you know what I mean mm. yeah no that, that's it man I like that I like that I like that but um you went to you went to Marrakesh as well, part of the yeah. writing camp that you did over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out James Reedy, Ruby yeah, as well. I know, yeah. obviously, yeah. They, when they came on, because I've had them both on a yeah, I've had them both on a podcast, and they yeah, um yeah. they've had obviously good things to say about you. They they said that writing camp was was one of the best things that they did as well. Um, it was amazing. What what was your take on it over there? Because how did that come about as well? Like, how, how did artists get into that? Yeah, man, it's a mad thing. So obviously the establishment that put on the camp called Tower Yard is a um, multi-studio recording music industry complex. There's loads of different labels and management imprints and um, production companies and all sorts of music industry related companies on this like campus in the UK, in King's Cross. Mm. And um, part of their um, infrastructure is that they have a, a section called Tower Yard Education and just for the development of aspiring writers, producers, artists, you know what I mean, the next future managers, et cetera, et cetera. So they put on regular songwriting camps because as a facilitator for songwriters and producers, they get sent a lot of um, briefs from record labels and, and um, artists that are looking for songs from writers. And it gives up-and-coming writers and non-established writers the opportunity to write for these artists and pitch and pitch songs, you know what I mean? And potentially get cuts and get songs out there. So I had a relationship with Tower Yard through other things that I was doing, but I wasn't really in, you know what I mean? I was obviously doing my own thing, but um, I got a call um, from one of the A&Rs that works there. And he was just like, listen, we're doing this camp here in Morocco. Are you interested? Um, and yeah, cut a long story short, ended up going out there and, and joining the camp as a, because um, basically how they run it is like you've got producers, yeah, and people who have done bits and pieces in the game. And then they have a group of aspiring songwriters or up and coming songwriters. And throughout the week, the producers get placed with different groups of writers and it will rotate every right. day. So basically, I was one of the producers. I was invited to be one of the producers in the camp, which was mad for me because I'm on the panel with people that have produced for like the Beatles, and do you know what I'm saying? Like that—that's where they were placing me yeah, with yeah. what I was doing, or just I guess they saw the aggression of how I was attacking music, and I thought, yeah, let's just get him in on the panel and get him to produce and and control some sessions for us. So yeah, man, it was a mad, it was a mad, mad, mad experience, bro. Like to know, like. To know that music can take you around the world, you know what I'm saying? If you just stick at it and mm. you just you're really passionate and you take it seriously. 
And that's all from the bedroom. Like one day I was just in the bedroom with my little setup, IBM computer. Like I didn't know that several years later I'll be getting calls to go Morocco to produce on a rooftop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? With songwriters who want to get into the game as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a crazy thing. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And and it can take you that far. It can take you even further as well, which yeah, you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it will do. But um, mm. it's, it's, it's a good experience, I'm sure. But um. Mm. I want to I want to talk about Never Hopeless because yeah. I think that is a song for me that yeah. has a lot of context to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot that's been said in it. But um, what was the meaning for you? What What was the the thought process behind Never Hopeless? Never Hopeless is a deeper one. Um, the funny thing is, I made that beat. Um, like a while before I made the song, you know what I mean? So I had this beat sitting there and it was at like, I would say the beat was at maybe about 85% done. So it was just like an idea, one of the ones that I parked off and said, I'll come back to you when the energy or the vibe feels right. Mm. And um, at the time when I ended up bringing it back up on the computer, I don't even, I didn't even remember making it. It's just that something told me go into the folder and the first folder that I clicked was that beat and I opened it up and it was a period of time where um it was obviously a lot was going on the corona like loads of madness was just going on in the world bro do you know what i'm saying and uh, pandemic pandemic and just other nonsense going on like with our people and, and all kinds of stuff and things were going on for me personally as well and i was just in a headspace of like you know what like i need to write a real like a song that can stand the test of time. I need to write something that's relevant to what's going on in the world. I can't, like, I'll never aspire to be an artist that's only going to make club songs or can only make gal tune mm. or, you know what I mean? I want to be diverse in the fact that, yeah, I can have a gal tune, I can have a club song, but I can also have some of these type of songs as well that you can go back and listen to 10 years from now and it will still have meaning. Do you know what I mean? You'll still feel it. So, um, mm. yeah, man, I opened up the rhythm and bro, like literally, I pressed play on the beat and it was like something that took over me. Like bare lyrics just started flying in my head from I was like, oh my day. Then I had to kind of come away from it for a second. I went outside and I come back and then all the ideas to finish the production came. And when I tell you, say so it's like, it was just like something took over me because and the whole song just got made. You understand? I can't explain that song specifically. Mm. It was a spiritual thing. Even in the way that I recorded it, yeah, the I way that I mixed my vocals. It was a mad one. It was a mad one. Because mm. I, I, I like the song because it's, like you said, it's not, for, for me personally, I like it because the message in it is that important yeah. that not a lot of artists at the time, when that came out, when was that, when did that come out? Uh, uh, January was, wasn't it yeah. January 20 yeah, yeah. yeah January first, so first, when that came yeah. out it was uh, that's why that's why I yeah. remember it because it was the start of the year yeah. and I thought right he's not he's not messing around like he means business yeah. this year but yeah, um, yeah. It, the message behind it as well obviously there's, there's, there's talking about like obviously for me personally taking the knee that tokenism mm. stuff all of that yeah, yeah, you yeah, touch yeah. on a lot in there as well and I think for yeah. me I, it's like in, that song was needed and it kicked off the year right as well. I think that yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. my song, man. I, I, yeah, love, love, love. Okay, man. I love that. 
But um, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Actually, like the taking the knee stuff, man. Like I know you say it in the song, but nah, what, what's your nah. thoughts on? The, in fact, society in England right now. Yeah. Can can we touch on that? Yeah, why not, man? Like to me, like and this is just me speaking for me and no one else. Yeah, this is bridge speaking. It's mm. all nonsense. Yeah, because mm. if you know the history, if you really know Wagwan, then you would know that this is just all nonsense. It's all noise smoke and mirrors nothing's really going to get resolved until history gets retraced and rectified yeah not the history that was created to perpetuate a narrative and to create or help to create the society that we live in now the real history that will help to eradicate the nonsense you understand so until we start really talking and focusing on those things there's no point taking any there's no point in any of these things mm-hmm. because, yes, they can have um, a visual impact. They can help to trigger thought in some people. And, yes, of course, there's a positive side to everything. But I think holistically, it's, it's, it's water in a sea. Do you know what I mean? It's not really getting to the root. You understand what I'm saying? It's not getting to the belly of <laughs> what this you. thing is about. You feel me? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. And I agree with you completely. I just thought I needed to ask you yeah. that question but and I feel like that's what Never Hopeless is telling us as well do yeah, you know what I mean yeah. it's telling us that because you even talked to you even touched on Windrush in there as well do you know what I mean and, yeah, yeah and yeah, that's man. a massive that's important man that's very important now. the way that that's All handled now. yeah 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 they're, they're shipping yeah. people out still right relevant, now still as happening. Speak, right now as we speak mm. people are getting put on airplane shipped back to to the West Indies and if people actually know what happened with all of that just to kind of go into it briefly a group of people were brought over to the Caribbean with the promise of being able to help build the nation, but also to be able to help to set up themselves and to provide for their families back home. And off of the back of that mm. promise, they were sold a dream and a lie. Some were able to do what they needed to do and, and make the best of the situation. And a lot of people did, but the vast majority didn't. And during that process as well, the landing cards and the data that was required for them to be here and have their stay and their rights to be mm-hmm. here was destroyed. And whether it was accident, whatever, if you know, you know, like it wasn't all accident. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. don't lose data yeah, like yeah. that. You understand? So it's a madness. And that's why, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why them lyrics, yeah. I feel like them lyrics just came to me through the ancestors, bro. Right? Like when I really deep it, even like how I put them together. Yeah, man. Real things, real things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that, I hear that And moving on kind of from that as well Like, because obviously at the moment There's a lot of people within uh, I like to, I don't I don't like to, to box it in too tough But mm. black creatives is the mm. thing that's there right now Yeah At the top When you talk about yeah. music within the UK Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah It's our music that's at the top, right? But yeah. When you look at the majors, for instance, major labels, major distributors, A&Rs, there isn't many people that can connect with artists Mm. that's at that top level. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the UK music, the the, the black music that we have within our our scene, within within the UK, do you feel like it's going in the right direction or do you feel like the creators Mm. at the top Mm. and the execs at the top, Mm. are they the ones that are kind of I don't want to even name anyone because it's, it's not yeah. about a naming thing, but it's artists yeah. that I suppose 
a fast track to the top. Yeah. By yeah. using but black culture, black music to get to the top. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, that's one of those things that have always been here, bro. Like even from the Motown days and going even further back, even if you want to go to the days of Beethoven, like, and, and, and them man that were writing classical music, like Beethoven was of African descent. A lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people think Beethoven yeah. was this white guy with a wig on and was writing classical music. No, he was from, he was, his, one of his parents was African. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. All the way through, you want to go to Elvis, you want to go to anyone you want to go to throughout musical history. All the music has always come from black culture, yeah, and from black origin and has been, you know, developed or remixed or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, but not, not giving its full credit to the originators. So we're, we're in a time now where it's just a repeated cycle, you know what I'm saying? And there's always going to be that. Um, but I think on the positive side, there's that, and we know that there's that going on. But where we are now with music and technology, there's so much that creators who really have something to say and who are really doing something different and something that people need to hear and see. You can get yourself out there now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it might be a little bit more of an uphill battle because you've got to self-fund yourself and stuff, but it's all worth it. It's all doable you can get yourself visibly seen. There's so much social media platforms now. You just need to pick one and focus on it and ways to get your music out and make money from your music. And now we've got crypto and NFTs and all of these new things coming in now that you can cap- capitalize on as well if you're, if you're ahead of the game. So, yeah, man, I think it's just about, this game's just about, um, yes, it's, it's a big part of it is who you know, but, it's how much you're willing to learn as well. Do you know what I mean? And how seriously you take your craft. And there will always be a, a way you can find, do you know what I mean, to get your thing out there, regardless of what the labels or the A&Rs or the industry is doing. Forget all of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's facts, man. It's facts. All facts. All facts. But um, what would you say as an independent artist, if any, because you might not even have any, but like... Mm. Do you feel like it's more, more challenging being an independent artist as opposed to potentially signing a deal with um, a, a label, maybe that's an independent label or a major label, but as an independent artist, do you find it like, not challenging, challenging is probably the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? you got to put a lot more work in as an independent artist. You know what? Yeah. This is one of them questions that through my own journey and my own understanding of how the game works, et cetera, and increasing my own knowledge about this thing. It's not really a black and white answer because at the end of the day, it depends how you view things and it depends on what it is you're trying to get out of music, how you're going about your own business. You know what I'm saying? There's there's so many different angles and lanes to it and colours to it. You know what I mean? So I think, yes, in one breath, you can say, yeah, it it is hard to be an independent artist, especially in a climate where everybody including your next door neighbor wants to be a rapper or a singer or a producer you know what i'm saying so there is a big community of writers and singers how do you how do you rise above that and become one of the ones that are known you know without maybe having to go to the commercial side of things and having to potentially maybe do things you don't want to do etc um but then equally depending on how you pattern yourself, you might have your own label that you've built up yourself through your own releases. You might do a joint venture with a record label, still retain control over your music and your creativity. 
that might work perfectly for the next person and they could be thriving with that right now as we speak. So it's one of them ones where you really just got to kind of know what you want and why, you know what I mean? That's what I've realised with this thing. Once you know what you want and why, whether you're with a label or you're independent, you have to make it work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's true, man. It's true, mm-hmm. but... I always think independence the way, man. I think independent for me, yeah, man. for any artist, I think, I think if like you said, actually, if the deal, if the deal is correct and yeah. you can, you can gain from signing a deal or you can do a yeah, joint yeah, venture, yeah. then yeah. great. But I think everyone's journey is different, isn't it? So I think like you said, some people might sign a deal because they, they want the, the little advance and this and that and da da da. And then yeah. they realize that the grass isn't greener. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But then some people, yeah. They might be smart about it, read the contract properly, get the deal done properly, and then, mm. do you get what I'm saying? Do the joint venture yeah. thing or just get a deal that actually works for them because some people are in yeah. deals and it actually works for them. They like that. But, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the time, a lot of people prefer to stay independent because they got mm. that creative control, like you said, and you're just not, you're not, you're not tied down. You're not being molded into something because a lot of the time, a lot of people get molded yeah. into something that they're not. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, you hear the stories, you see you see the artists that come out after they've done a deal and they're, they're upset because this has happened and that's happened. There's loads of stories like that. And there's also a lot of successful stories as well. Um, mm. But yeah, like, as we all know in it, no matter what industry you're in, having independence and full control over your idea and your creativity is always going to be the winning place to be. You know what I mean? But then you get to a place where it's like, okay, cool. What do you really want out of this game? And do you see potentials to grow what you're doing into other avenues? Could that then mean that you mm. could benefit from having a partner invested in your company? Because you're a company, you're a business, isn't it? Mm. If you're an artist and you're doing well. So it's just about yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what moves do you want to make as a business? You know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? So the terms make sense. Do you, what do you retain? What don't you retain? What are they going to do? What are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? But if you can get to, if you can get yourself to a position, and I mm. think this is the position any creative wants to be in, where you're successful and it's completely independent, then we know, man, that's trophy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true, man. It's facts, man. But um, I can't have you on, right? And there's only a couple of times I've been gassed in music when it comes to music. Yeah. And I mean, fully gassed. And yeah. one of them times was when we was in Cyprus Chip and Bugsy yeah. and all of that stuff because yeah. we were super gassed then. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the second time recently was yeah. Locks uh, Dipset. Uh, crazy! <laughs> Can't have you on and not talk about this. <laughs> Yo, I knew yeah. Like, this is the thing for me yeah. I've never really been a Dipset fan. I've respected their rhythms and what they do and whatever, whatever. But there's just something the energy of the Locks yeah and what they're about mm. and who they really are, yeah, for me, resonates a hundred times more than what Dipset have been on, yeah? I listen to, mm. I listen to Locks, I listen to Jada. Styles P is one of my favourite rappers, you know what I'm saying? So, that was crazy. I knew that was going to happen, bro. I just knew because, they, you know what it is, yeah? Locks are the perfect True, example, yeah, of like, what it means to take your craft seriously. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're doing something like a versus and it's mm. just like it's for, for entertainment and it's to obviously help each other get back on or like escalate your brands and stuff. It's for a good cause, isn't it? Mm. But at the same time, them men are taking their thing 
seriously, bro. It's not a joke because it's a representation of who they are. You get what I'm saying? So how are you going to go to big, yeah, big yeah. Madison Square Garden, bro, and not know your boss, bro? <laughs> it don't make sense. It don't make sense. Please, someone tell me. Come. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I hear gas. that. I, I, I watched that thing that three times. Yeah, I've, I still got to watch it again. I think I'm on like my fourth or fifth time, but yeah, there was, there was no way the locks, the locks aren't there for like the drippy, drippy stuff and all of that. They're not uh, there for like the drip. Yeah. They're there for the, they're there on business. And yeah. Jada wasn't losing that. I don't, none of them no, was losing no. that. They they were, they were on form, man. But I had to ask you yeah. that because I was, I was gassed in Cyprus, but the same, the yeah. gas levels were the same. Yeah. For the verses as well, because it was yeah, a madness. Yeah, but yeah. I was gassed, I was gassed. That was gassed, crazy, man. Gassed. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. But um now that lockdown's lifting as well, mm-hmm. or the, the the pandemic is lifting up the, 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 the restrictions <laughs> and, and all of that. Because yeah. uh, that's what it is, like let's be real. It's a pandemic. But um yeah. it's pandemic. But no, because they're lifting all of that now. And I think you've got you've got um the, the summer carnival coming up soon as well. Twenty yeah, sixth of August, isn't it? So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I think the listeners tell them where they can they can buy tickets for that. Where where, where can they get the tickets yeah, for that? Man. So um there's a link in my bio right now, a link tree. Um the first button on that link tree will take you to the page on Eventbrite where you can get your tickets for that show next week, Thursday. That's courtesy of my dog, my big OG, DJ Dange, who has been a supporter of what I've been doing for about 13 years now. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and he's always wow, yeah. pushed and supported me. And as he's doing his thing as a DJ, I know I can always send a rhythm to Dange and, and he'll play it. But obviously he's seen my growth and development and it's lovely that he's doing his thing and that he can put on a show and I can come and perform there for him. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope for so many reasons. The energy is gonna be live, you know. what I mean, I'm going there with full energy. It's my birthday weekend. I'm going crazy, yeah. <laughs> so come down, get your tickets. Carnival, we're gonna have it there. We're gonna go crazy. We're gonna go crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be a madness, man. It's gonna be a madness. But um, but we're gonna get some more as well. Obviously, we need some more live shows. Hopefully yeah, the management yeah, yeah. And, and yourselves can get that get that sorted, man. I'm sure I'm sure the yeah, number the, the phone's going to be ringing off and, and and all of that, man. Yeah, man, we're working, we're working on it. You know what I mean? Like we've got um couple really, really, really ungrateful for um bookings for next year on some big platforms that we're all right, cool. We've got that set, but this year there's bound to be some more. Do you know what I mean? Like I haven't really um because I'm still doing my warm up I haven't really over pushed for the live performances so I've just been doing the ones with my peoples you know what I mean and using it as just like yeah, to stay yeah. sharp and to keep the exercise up on the stage um, but yeah next year is when we're really going to start killing killing the live shows you never know what could happen but that's that's where my head is you know what I mean because we've got a whole next phase to roll out now with what I'm doing and we're working on some things that are going to be going to be exciting man so yeah, yeah, man. We have to keep keep our eye out for them and 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 yeah, man, wait, wait and see. But um, mm. the dash out, man. Talk to me quickly about the dash out volume one because yeah. it's 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 body work, man. What are we calling yeah. that EP? Yeah, man. It's not a mixtape. It's not an EP. It's dash out volume <laughs> one. Yeah, 
And the reason why it's not a mixtape or an EP is literally in the name. Like, obviously, um, Caribbean culture, West Indian culture, everybody knows what dash out means when you dash out something. You know what I mean? But I'm using, not using it in the context of I'm discarding or disregarding the music. It's more of a thing where it's just like the feeling that I had of putting that body of work out was just like, yo, manager, can we dash this out? That's what the feeling was. So it's like, okay, cool. This ain't going to be an EP or a mixtape because we're not setting it that way. And I didn't sit down and say, oh, I'm making an EP or a mixtape. I'm making songs. And there was these three songs in specific, which I said, oh, these are really good summer songs. But because I had released so much music already, it was like, okay, cool. I don't want to keep doing singles through the summer. Let's give the current audience a body of work that they can just in their own time some may, may not even have heard it yet, but in their own time, they will listen to it mm-hmm. and they will appreciate it. And it's just something to hold on to until the next wave of music comes. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, yeah, that was, man, um, man. that's hosted by Seracy. Seracy is a, um, an OG in the game. Like a lot of people will probably know him for the first time, maybe or not from the Red Bull culture clash that was in the UK. Mm. He was on team Mixpack, helping to lead that team with Popcorn and all the yeah, other yeah. guys. And um, yeah, he's a MC, DJ, producer, um, entertainer, like, you know what I mean? So like my whole concept behind the Dash Out is that I want to obviously do this once a year. So I'll put out a Dash Out project, volume two will come out at the same time next year and there'll be a different DJ um, hosting it, you know what I mean? So Seracy was the first one to bless us. It's a big, big blessing, you know what I mean? And in partnership with his brand, Rum and Bass. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 sick, man. I like that. I like that. But um, I was gonna I was gonna ask you as well because obviously, collaborative, in terms of when you've been the producer or the songwriter, yeah. you've done a lot of that. Yeah. Do you reckon that would transition over into the artist side of Bridge as well? Is there any? Because I think you've have you done you've done a couple collaborative things already, but in terms yeah. of like when the body of work comes, is that is that going to be yeah. a thing where you're going to be collaborating with other more artists as well? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. We we got we got things in in the back, you know. What I mean, that, that are, if they're tucked away, you know, what I'm saying for the right time. But you know, I'm I'm open for collaboration, bro. That's always been my thing. I'm a collaborative creative anyway. I'm not the type of collaborate. I'm um, creative that it's kind of like nah, it's all to me, and I don't want to work with no one. I'm I've never been that way, so it's natural for me to work with people. Um, my whole thing is just about what, what's your energy? You know what I mean? If your energy, if we're on the same page, energy-wise, then we can do whatever. Do you know what I mean? So we've got a couple international collaborations and a couple UK and obviously Yard. and Yeah, man, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're keeping it on ice for now, yeah? Yeah, man, for now. For now, I can't say too much. <laughs> no, no, I hear you, man. I hear you, but... um. That kind of answers my question next, actually. But I was going to ask you what's next in the pipeline. But obviously, yeah. you have got the projects coming out. Yeah, yeah. New yeah. music, the visuals. I'm sure will follow them as well. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. The, the bookings, the live shows will come with that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the, I'm going to end it on this. Actually, I'm going to end it on this. Mm-hmm. If you could tell your younger self something that you've learned as you've got older within the music industry, yeah, what would it be? In regards to the music industry specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to no one. That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. Don't listen it, to man. no one. Only listen to yourself and go through with that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Simple, isn't it? Living, simple but effective. It, it's simple, but like to obviously give it a little bit more like explanation. In this game of creatives, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an idea. If you're not, if you've not got a strong disposition, mm. if you don't like a hundred percent know who you are or what you're doing yet, it's easy to absorb mm. everybody's opinions and how they think things should be done through their experiences or what they know or what they think. And it's like at the end of the day, all that really matters in this thing is how sure are you of what you're doing? Yeah. And do you believe in your thing? Yeah. Once you know the answers to those two questions. You can you can obviously listen to people because there's obviously going to be people you're going to meet who have done stuff and it's and it will be silly not to take on advice from somebody who's done something or been in a space that you're trying to get to. But it doesn't mean that it has to take over your whole being, your whole mindset. You still need to be the first person to do what you do. Do you know what I mean? Not the second person or the third person to do what they done. You get what I'm saying? So facts, man. Yeah, that's how you get people like Jay Huss and these prolific artists that can pop out and be who they are because they're not trying to be the fourth person to do something that's already being done. They're trying to be the first person to be them. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my whole objective as well. Yeah, man. Love that, man. Love that. Love that. But yeah, we can, we can obviously catch you. At, is it next yeah. Thursday, 26? Next Summer Thursday. Carnival. Um, where, 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 where is it? Is it, is it, it's in East London somewhere, is it? Is East it London, right? yeah, near Canary Wharf, basically. Um, it's called Popular Union. Um, when you click the link in my bio, it will take you to the, the address and the location on Google Maps and that. But yeah, it's local, man, Eastside. Um, yeah, man, just everyone come down. It's going to be a nice vibe, you know what I'm saying? Where There's going to be other artists there as well, not just me. Other artists there, other up-and-coming talents, talented people, females, males, rappers, singers who are coming to perform and do their thing on the night and have their time as well. So. I'm there as part of the night and I can't wait to hear what the other artists do and to just kind of be in that space mm-hmm. where there's loads of creatives and we're just doing our thing, you know, and just share that energy with each other, you know? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. And where, where can people find you on, on the socials as well? All social media at the Bridge Valid as in Valid Ticket. Um, on my website as well, notlondonbridge.com and everything you need to find, music, videos, everything. If you go to my socials on my website, you'll get everything. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. Because obviously, hey. I've been trying to get you on. Do you know what the maddest thing is? I don't, I don't think I've ever told you this, actually. But when I was yeah. putting a concept together for this podcast, yeah. Yeah. your name was the first artist on my list of people to get yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But, um, yeah. but now, nah, like, I've been trying to get you on for time, man. You know that already. It's love all the yeah. time. And do you know what I mean? It goes deeper than of that. Course. But, um, yeah, you know man. What I mean? Everything's time. Appreciate you, know you coming I mean, on, man. doing your thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. And, and, and like you said, man, it's timing. It's timing. This is, this feels like the right time. Obviously, yeah. you've got the dash out volume that's just come out as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Anyone who's listening to this, make sure you go check out Bridge, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I'm sure you're probably yeah. still on there, man. All of them things. Yeah. So go, go and yeah. check him out and, and, and run up the numbers as well. YouTube yeah, as well. Man. Make sure you do that one because yeah. the visuals yeah. are out. They're, they're very well put together, very well production, all of that. Yeah. 
run it all up, man. Just keep running it, running it, running it. Subscribe to Bridge as well on YouTube. Do not please, forget to subscribe please, to Bridge please, on YouTube. Please. Yeah. Remember, I tell you, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And while no, you're no, there, man, I appreciate ETTS it. I appreciate podcast, it. man. Yeah, man. It's big, bro. I yeah, love man. what you're doing. All love, like, man. Keep it up, you know what I mean? Love. I know it's going to go big and, and better, you know what I'm saying? And you know, you've always got my support, you know what I mean? And we'll do a part two at some point when something more mad happens in a couple of years' time, you know what I mean? Thousand percent, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Love, Thousand love, percent, love, man. Love. All love, man. Yeah? Yes, man.